This is Kale McCutcheon with the Patch Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is episode 42 and show 21. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. Thank you for tuning in. All right, welcome to Help Desk with Joe, and with me as always, Joe. We're back. We're back, and I'm, I'm looking back through our list. So this is show 21. And I'm trying to label them backwards, so if I need to refer back to anything, I kind of I got my list here, and I uh, didn't really realize it that I had my list, but I got all the way back to show ten, I believe, um, just reference nice. back. But um, yeah, lots of good stuff. If I was, as I look through the list here, you got a nice variety of topics that you're covering, um, and as usual, you cover things that help out the general consumer, folks at home, you know, individuals. And then you do some business-related stuff that helps out businesses, organizations, municipalities. So you're covering a pretty wide range here, Joe. Yeah, we kind of try to be that one-stop shop for everybody. <laughs> that is true. You're like the, the old-timey general store. You go in and you get everything, and uh, it works out well for everybody. So that's just looking through the list. you got Apple News, Netflix News, Amazon News, uh, PS4 News. Uh, with the Sony gaming system, the Nest cameras, uh, oops, sorry, caught my microphone, the uh, wearable watch apps, uh, Uber, iOS updates, how to get bill assistance during the middle of the COVID, Sam's Club, Google Play, another Amazon, but a different aspect, and uh, iFixit and UB Tech, YouTube, Twitter. I mean, you got a whole host of topics you've covered so far, so if people aren't listening to this show, they're crazy. Yeah, literally almost not a square of the internet that we don't touch. Well, one one subject we haven't touched is the dark web, and that's a whole other mess for a whole other day. That I I try to stay away from it all time. <laughs> that that might take a just a single show by itself because even when you say dark web, I I don't even understand what that means. So I think maybe maybe one day you can dedicate a whole show to just what it is and uh, what to watch out for or how to access it or I don't, I don't know. I don't even know enough to think about what you might cover. So. That, that's a definite well, show on you, buddy. Well, here's just a quick summary of it. It's basically the black market of the Internet. Right, right. <laughs> I don't own any Bitcoin, so I'm out and out. But, uh, <laughs> Neither, I don't either, so, so we're in the dark together. <laughs> but I did see how you can make your own Bitcoin. It's fairly cheap to do. doesn't mean it's worth anything, but you can make one. Um, so, Kale, do you know what Bitcoin is? It's like a cryptocurrency. you know so, any more than that? or? Uh... I know they have. Time like, out. Do you have your own already? Am no. I talking to? Okay, I was gonna say you might have already snuck in and have a kale coin. Okay, now I'm gonna ask Kale this. Kale, do you know what cryptocurrency means? No, but I know that they have some apps that you can like mine it, and you just click a button and it runs for 24 hours, and then uh, you make so much per day, and then the next day you come back and do the same thing, and it just automatically runs for you. That seems, yeah, that's. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it seems weird to say that you're mining cryptocurrency. Uh, I don't understand that concept. <laughs> but okay, maybe you well, can explain, it, Joe. Yeah. So what cryptocurrency is? It's a non-regulated form of currency. Right. And the way to the way to obtain it is is this company has these servers that run constantly, creating up these mathematical algorithms so 
how you mine these uh, cryptocurrencies is you have to take a computer or several computers and whatever and sit there and have these computers run constantly trying to uh, solve these mathematical equations. And, I mean, these are, like, really complex stuff that requires a lot of horsepower. And when I say, like, complex, like, you don't just turn it on and, you know, in an hour, hey, I have two Bitcoin. It's like it could take days, weeks, months, even years to try to try to get anything of real value if you get late to the ball game. And what they do is they, they regulate saying, okay, we're only releasing, quote, unquote, a thousand Bitcoins. But when you mine, you don't find, you know, you may not find an entire crypto coin. You may get a quarter of a crypto coin. You may get an eighth of a crypto coin. So you're not, so out of that 1,000 coins, you may not actually find one whole, quote, unquote, coin. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's, that's where it gets really crazy. And then with that, the since it's an un regulated market, the value of that crypto coin literally may be worth $10,000 today, and then somebody may sneeze overseas somewhere, and it, then it plummets down to $10. Yeah, and that's the article I, mean, I read, it talked about the guy created his own crypto coin, but it wasn't worth anything because nobody, it didn't have any value attached to it the way you would, um, say, actual cash. So... That's the thing he said. It had to be worth something to someone else, or someone had to put uh, an equivalent amount of cash in somewhere, like a credit card number or something like that, and attach to it and say, "Okay, I'm going to give you 20 crypto coins, and you in turn trade them, turn them into this, and you'll get X amount of cash back, twenty dollars back in real world." Yeah, I mean, this was, so it was a whole fiasco yeah, this, of trying to add value to it. Yeah, it was like it's like an extreme play on the stock market yeah or the stock market you know you have some safe bets and unsafe bets well this is just kind of like the wild wild west it's just wide open and and hold on let's see what we can make out of it and where bitcoin was like the big one that really brought this to the forefront and bitcoin came on so strong like there was places like there was companies actually renting buildings and just stockpiling them with servers this is they run constantly to try to mine crypto coin to the point where there's a lot there was a lot of cities and and municipalities across the country that was saying look if you're bringing a bitcoin business to our community we don't want you wow it's such a strain and what it is it's such a strain on the power grid of all of a sudden this surge of you know all these servers and equipment just running constantly at, at high speed yeah hogging all the bandwidth and everything else yeah, the internet bandwidth, the electricity, just such a strain of resources. They said, we don't want you here. Yeah. You're, you're, you're providing no benefit to our community. Hmm. That's an interesting take because there's a lot of businesses like that um, that are a strain on communities. And then now and you add that one in, that's that's interesting. So that that's a whole topic then. Okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, at some point when you feel like it, let's plan a show just on Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, dark web. We'll, we'll go that route. We'll go to the dark side, Joe. Oh, okay, dark side of the podcast. I, I like go. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that I've drug us way off topic, which I'm really good at, I understand I have a gift for certain things, and I'm pretty sure that is one of them, for sure. But uh, <laughs> if Cena was here, she'd be smacking me in the back of the head and saying, "Stop it! Get back on topic, boys." But uh, uh, so I'll save her the trouble, and we'll just get back on topic. So, all right, your first topic of the day. Let's talk a little bit about Zoom and what's in the news with Zoom, and I'm sure everybody's familiar with Zoom. 
the way to do teleconferencing online and it's popular now due to COVID-19, but give us an update on Zoom. Okay, so this is actually a follow-up story we did a couple of weeks ago where we covered and said Zoom was only going to offer end-to-end encryption to the paid users. Well, Zoom has actually backtracked on this and said they're actually going to start bringing that same security to free users after much criticism that only the paying customers was only was the only one's going to benefit from the additional security features. Wow. So that was show 18. Um, so if you want to backtrack three weeks ago, show 18, we talked about <laughs> Zoom. And see, my handy-dandy notes are already working out, Joe. <laughs> so, and, and you're right. You, you just covered that. As you said, free users did not get the password. People that were members and paid for the usage of the program got a password. So now they backtracked and free gets a password. Interesting. Uh, any idea why? Yeah, they, they basically backtracked due to uh, much criticism, and they just, they just got hit with a firestorm of, well, we want this, and why are you treating them better than us? And just, you know, the usual, uh, everybody gets their fire stick to pitchforks and starts banging on doors, so they finally backtracked and said, Okay, yeah, well, let's go ahead and start adding that to all pipe, all meetings. And man, if and they do that, though, happy. aren't they shorting themselves because now people won't pay for the service if they get everything they want for free? Well, I think there's still going to be benefits and bells and whistles that come with the pay feature, but just the ending, the end to end encryption component of it is going to be free to everybody. Yeah, okay. Uh, which, from my, which, which, from my standpoint, I think it would be difficult to regulate as far as, because end-to-end encryption is kind of a all-or-nothing kind of deal, so I, I found it kind of interesting on how they was going to be able to control that and police that, saying, okay, you got a paid version, you get it, you don't, you don't. You know, you, you have a free version, so you don't get it, so. Right. But now that they just put that switch on for everybody, so that's just one less thing that Zoom has to worry about, but, and it's one benefit that all customers be able to use their platform to take advantage of. Right. So it might be a good thing for everybody. Well, I mean, that's great for everybody. Um, but, yeah, okay. Well, that's great stuff. Yes, Glad so, to hear that. Zoom users will definitely be relieved. Yeah, so they're getting the, the end-to-end encryption, but the privacy protecting security of full-screen encryption, they still won't receive. Right. So, so there's still something left there. Right, so the way end-to-end encryption works is basically it's a tunnel between point A and point B. So if you and I were on a Zoom a conversation, there wouldn't be the encryption would be in place. So then, if uh, like if Kale tried that was a hacker and tried to listen in, he couldn't get in because it was just all gibberish. Right. That's okay. where the end-to-end encryption comes into play. But now the the full streams. Uh, encryption and all that, those extra bells and whistles, those still are paid, but at least with the basic end-to-end encryption, everybody's getting it. Well, that's great for consumers, and it's good that you brought that up because so many people are using Zoom or having, having to consider using Zoom that that's the important news they need to know. Right. Okay. Well, that's a great update. Good for everybody. And as usual, we're doing your thing, man, bringing the good stuff here to the people. And uh, let's go into the next one. So this one I'm not familiar with at all, and I'm probably going to stomp all over the actual pronunciation, but Fubo? Fubu? Well, 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think it's Fubo TV or Fubu TV. I'm not sure the, okay. the exact pronunciation. I always call it Fubo TV, but it's, it's F-U-B-O TV. Uh, they are a streaming service like Sling and Hulu Live and YouTube TV. They're one of the options in the in the universe of online uh, over-the-top streaming services. They are more centered around sports. They're a rather sports-friendly uh, streaming service. If if you want if you watch TV just for sports, Google TV is kind of the place to go because they do they do a lot of football, soccer, basketball, baseball. I mean, if it's sports related, they're really heavy in that they have a lot of your other options for channels as well. But they're mostly sports centered. So right. They announced that they will be getting ESPN and other Disney channels starting this summer. Oh wow! Jumping into game head first, then. Yes. Yeah, so, so they they've had. Uh, so they've had left several sports packages, but they've kind of got in the uh, the the, the uh, big the big uh, light well of sports companies in on this one. Yeah, how will, will that change the scope? Or I guess my my question would be, what would want what would a person want to go there specifically to a Fubo uh, subscription versus something else? Is that do they offer just that platform for sports that makes them attractive to folks, or is there something else that I just don't yeah, see? Yeah, that, that that's their uh, ticket to fame. Is they are more sports oriented than all the others, where a lot of the others try to just do like a little mixture of stuff that that is good for everybody. You know, some famous stuff, some sports stuff, some movie stuff. Fubo has some of that stuff, but they're mostly like, hey, we're the sports place. If you love sports, NFL games, tennis games, soccer games, UFC. If you're into sports, we, we've got you covered. Nice. Okay. So they're kind of one-stop shop for sports, but now they're broadening their game out. All right. So, they, uh, so if you have Fubo TV standard package of $54.99 a month, you get what they've already offered, plus you'll we also be getting ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3, the SEC network, as well as the ACC network. You'll also get ABC, ABC News Live, FX and FXX, Disney Channel, Disney Junior, Disney XD, Freeform, and National Geographic Channel. Wow, that is a good listing. Hmm. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, the only thing I didn't hear you say was like the NBC Sports. Or right, you... I'm not sure. Let me look up real quick what they and do. The, and the only reason I say that is because I know that they play some of the stuff on there, but it's probably the NBC Sports is probably overlap somewhere else like the acc and that kind of stuff you'd see the same thing anyway so pretty neat all right not yeah. too bad yeah so they uh, yeah i'm pulling up here well kale's working so on the computer to... kale are you uh mining cryptocurrency now no no okay <laughs> i just checking i saw him over here working through some stuff i was like by golly he's he's or did you create your own cryptocurrency now we talk no okay still no all right just checking okay. on him uh, yeah, so already they offer Fox Sports 1, NBC Sports, the NFL Network. Okay, the NBC Sports, here, yeah. Yeah, and we can actually get your local, some of your local channels, like our local CBS and NBC affiliates oh, wow. on there as well. And they, they have a lot of uh, Big Ten Network and yeah. a lot of, a lot of uh, other channels as well. You're right, man. They're covering all kinds of sports, so that's good. So if you're interested in sports... Fubo TV is for you, by golly, and then you can broaden it out a little bit with their other additional channels. So that's pretty good stuff. I'm not a big, big enough sports fan for that to interest me, but uh, 
I know there are a bunch out there, but you know, huh? Go ears. That's all I'm gonna say. Woo! <laughs> and go Marshall. There you go. <laughs> I covered all my bases in one little deal there. There, you made everybody in West Virginia happy. Yeah, yeah. And, there, and I'll, I'll throw in there. Go Wesleyan. Go Glenville. Go yeah, UC. So we can uh, cover all our bases. By golly, go West Virginia University State. So all right, Fairmont. Don't forget Fairmont, Concord. All right, anyway, enough of my ramblings. So, uh, okay, on to the third one, and that's uh, a little bit of news about Fandango. So give us an update there, yep. Joe. As everything's starting to, as the, the machine's starting to roll back into motion here, uh, Fandango is stepping up, and every, a lot of people know about Fandango that that's the, the app or the website you can go and buy movie tickets on. Well, they are trying to be COVID-19 friendly, so they are setting up their app so if you buy tickets online, you can actually see the seating arrangements that the that movie theaters have for COVID-19, so you get a better understanding of where and how you may sit in these theaters once those particular theaters, you know, in your area start yeah. to open back up. Nice. So you can get your ticket. Pick your seat, which I, I like the idea of that anyway, because I got a family of five, and it's hard to find five seats in a row unless you're sitting down in the front. Um, so that makes it nice. Kind of like airplane seating. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. I was, I've had my first experience of pick your own seating in a movie theater a couple years ago. It's probably been three, four years ago at this point. I, you know, growing up in Spencer, you always went to the rugby, you bought your ticket, you just found the first available spot, and you sit down and watch a movie and walk out. Yeah. So we was on vacation in North Carolina a few years ago, and my uncle and I went to go see the, the latest Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. And I went to went to the ticket booth and bought two tickets, and the lady goes, which seats would you like? I know I had that. I had no idea what you're talking about you're crazy <laughs> you know can i not just go walk in and sit down she had a little computer monitor pointing out towards me and she had pulled up a screen and literally you had green seats and you had red seats the red seats were already taken and the green seats were what was available and i told her i wanted you know row d seats one and two or whatever nice and she said okay and they just turned red and i thought that's you know, that's something i've never <laughs> yeah seen yeah before. that's pretty cool and i like say that can set your mind at ease because that takes away the stress of having to go in, figure out where you're sitting, and and sort it all out. That way, it's taken care of before you even walk in. What a great idea! Right. So Fandango is actually uh, stepping up and helping out movie theaters that are going to have COVID nineteen seating, as in social distancing seating. That you know, if you want a family of five, you can actually be able to go on there and say, okay, yeah, here's here's where here's our little square. Uh, where we'll be setting it. Yeah, nice. Well, that's a great update. So for all those movie goers out there, and I know they're still putting movies out, and I, I know just a side note, and I'm sure you probably know more than I do, but the Roby Theater here in town, we're really lucky. Um, the Roby Theater has been is the longest uh, concurrently operating movie theater in the U.S. on the East Coast, I believe. Yeah, this and is... I saw a new. Go ahead, Jeff. I saw a new story. Oh, go ahead, Cal. I couldn't hear you. So uh, I was looking on the Fandango website, and they have, like, certain theaters already have, like, what they're going to do and, oh, yeah. like, guidelines of how you have to go through their theater and 
how to do the concession stand, yeah. cash exchange. Yeah, they got a whole list of uh, COVID-19 uh, protocol that they're following now. And it's all online. So, yeah, if you're going to a movie, go in and look, and it'll, it walks you through how everything works out. Is it located, or does it show you, like, by location, or is this just in general? This, they have, like, the theaters A through Z. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, you can go pick out your local theater and go through, and, and that's a great, uh, great thing to bring up just because each theater might be slightly different, but you pull up your theater, and it, it shows you exactly what the protocol is and how that works. So that's nice. I'm glad to see the movie theaters getting on board and Fandango is really helping that out by having that listing available. All right, good catch, Kale. That's all right. Joe, you got competition for tracking down facts for your uh, news updates now. Hey, hey, he's just making my job easier. I agree. Next time, you just show up next time and he'll already have your three news bits ready to go. Just read off the screen. There you go. So yeah, he, now, I know with I know with the Roby. Yeah, back to the Roby. You know, with yeah, with the with the COVID, they wasn't able to do, show movies. And I saw a news story last week. You know, where it's it's one thing we kind of take for granted. You know, even though they wasn't show movies, but everybody was still able to get that famous, world famous Roby Theater movie popcorn. Yeah, yeah. But they, uh, one of the news stations did a story last week and said that, you know, this was like the first time, first or second time since the movie theaters opened. And the movie theater opened in 1908. Yeah. That they haven't been able to show movies because they said they was even when the movie theater did renovations like some major upgrades from theater as in live action actors on the screen to like a movie theater in the 50s or 60s that they still did performances every night yep now i wonder if he showed movies with nobody in there just to keep that streak going <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Aaron to find out, but that would be <laughs> interesting to find out. That's something I would have done just to say, all right, we still operated. Now, there might not have been anybody in the crowd, but we still operated just to keep that streak going because, like you said, 1908 <laughs> until the current date, uh, that's a long streak. And uh, Roby Theater is one of our town's treasures. So if you are you know, within an hour or two driving distance, Come over and watch a movie at the Roby Theater. It is a definite experience. It's like uh, almost like stepping back in time to some degree. The, the seats are newer, and there's upgrades, obviously, to some stuff. But the building itself, the marquee out front, is just uh, very nice. Aaron Richardson bought it, uh, I don't know, any idea how long ago? It's been it's been several years. and Yeah, probably eight probably, or nine at least. You know, and the marquee, it's funny you mentioned marquee out front. They mentioned that in the news story that uh, when they first, uh, when they first announced it was going to be closed because of COVID, that I guess Aaron then discussed not even lighting the marquee up, you know, what's the point because they're closed. And I guess there was such an uproar and, and people in town saying, hey, the, the, mark, the Ruby marquee watching that thing glow every night, that's that's a, a staple in our town, so yeah. everybody was kind of jumping on the air and about it. So you know, he just said, "Okay, well, we'll flip it on every night as normal, just because that little ray of hope." Of, yep. You know, there's still some good things that going on in the world. Yep, and I agree. I love driving by in the evening and seeing it all lit up. He did a really good job. He added stained glass, or he might have renovated the stained glass. I don't know if he added it um, new, but. Uh, there's stained, newer stained glass around the bottom, and he got all the lights fixed back. 
and it just it's wonderful to drive through town and see the big roby sign see the marquee out front all lit up it's beautiful against the backdrop of that building and uh, and our town's quaint it's you know it's a little bit old school so uh but yeah if you're within a couple hours driving distance drive in one night for a movie uh it is privately owned and it, and it has been as far as i know privately owned uh, the whole duration so good stuff in our little town of spencer here all right well moving on i'm sorry go ahead you have something else okay so, so one last thing on the fandango stuff now what you may run into just a little gotcha just to have a heads up yeah. a lot of these movie studios aren't releasing the new movies out to movie theaters so you may run into only watching older movies. I know the Roby last week they showed and tonight was a different uh, installment of the Fast and Furious series yeah. because a lot of these movie studios, they aren't releasing them to the, the movie theaters. They're releasing them on to streaming only platforms like Amazon and places like that. Right. So, you know, if you're, if you're ready to go out and see a, see a movie, don't be surprised if you don't see the latest uh, movie on on the marquee. It may be something you may have already seen. But right. if you're just want to get, get out of the house to go see a movie, by all means, Fandango has you taken care of. Nice. That's a, that's a great point. Now, I, I agree. When we drove by last week and the saw it wasn't as an older movie. I can't remember what it was, but um, that was peculiar. And so I looked at it twice to make sure I was reading it right because they still put up the <laughs> manual letters, uh, one letter at a time on the marquee. So. Uh, Pretty neat stuff, um, and he didn't have a poster in the poster window. So, okay, all right, good stuff. Well, on to my favorite part, the tip of the week. And Joe, you've been doing a great job with these tips of the week, and uh, I, I really love this aspect of it. So I'm ready for the surprise because you never tell me what it is until now. So drop the bomb. Here we go. Okay, so this week's topic is new ways to quickly call 911 from your cell phone in case of an emergency. All right. That is always a good topic, taking care of our citizens. That's one of the things you do a great job of is helping out people stay safe. And uh, and now you're going to add to that list of new ways to call 911. I'm curious about this because 911 is pretty quick anyway. So lay it on me. How's uh, how's it getting better? So in a, well, with your smartphones, you know, everybody's used to, you know, hitting your phone button and pressing, typing in your number, going through your contact list. Well, there's actually other ways in an emergency you can actually do that with uh, with your smartphone and not have to go through the whole process. And in case you're in a panic or emergency, you can do a couple quick tricks to actually get that call out faster. Hmm. Okay. So you on an iPhone, you can actually, I think, look it up here. I think if you hit your power button three times it actually activates like an emergency button goes into emergency protocol yeah okay wow power button three times on an apple phone puts it into emergency protocol that's that's a neat feature yeah so if you push the the power button uh five times the emergency sos slider will appear and what you do it'll pop up and say uh it'll start counting down it'll give you a five second countdown right to to act so if you don't disarm it within five seconds or you know disarm it it will actually automatically start calling 911 for you yeah that's a smart feature so that way i mean i, I don't know it might not be hard to miss hit your power button five times but in case you do you get a little window there to put a stop to it okay 
Well, it has to be five quick times. It's not like on. Right, right. They random ones. Yes. So, so, I mean, it, you have to hit it pretty quick. So, in that situation, I like that where yeah. instead of having to say, hold on just a second, then hit the home button, hit the phone button. You actually just hit your power button five times and boom, it'll start dialing for you. Yeah, I like that. Now, I have Samsung, but sometimes if, like, I'm doing soccer practice or exercising and my hands are sweaty, it won't let me swipe as quickly. And uh, I have to try to dry my fingers off. So, yeah, just hitting a power button would be an easy solution. Do you have, I assume you have uh, one for Samsung or Android users. I have an Android and I have a couple apps, or I have about three apps as well. So, Attaboy. on Android, if you, if you hold in your power button, it actually pops up, and I popped it up on my screen right now, is if you hold the power button, and like you're going to turn your phone off, a little box pops up at the bottom, and the first one says emergency screenshot restart and power off. You can actually hit that emergency button, and it'll give you five options, flashlight, emergency, share my location, or phone and internet. Uh, it does. Okay, I see that. Huh. Nice. All right. And I, I have my emergency mode turned off. I wonder if I should turn it on. It may not hurt because you can actually... <laughs> okay, okay. now like on mine, I have my emergency information. And what's nice is you can... On here, I have uh, I have my emergency contacts who, who I want them to call, contact in an emergency. And of course, it also had 911. And then you can... Actually, customize the app if you have allergies or pre-existing health conditions. You can actually put a lot of stuff in there. So then, if you, let's say, are in a car accident or unconscious, someone can grab your phone, go into those emergency settings, and view all that information. Yeah, it won't and let me adjust mine while I'm on a call because you were going through my phone to talk to you today. Um, but yeah, okay. I'll go. I'll look through it. That's a great point, Joe. And it, for listeners out there. Uh, check your emergency information because like, if you're like me, you've never turned it on. I, it let me go in and agree to the uh, policies, but it wouldn't let me go past that because I'm assuming I have to go in and set up that emergency information, where it goes to, and so forth. Um, but yeah, make sure you check that, folks, because I had no idea. It's at the bottom of that power on screen. I never really paid attention to it because I either just turn my phone off or restart it and go on. So great call, man. Good information. How long has that been on my phone, Joe? And I didn't even know about it. It's been, it's been well, they recently <laughs> updated it. They recently updated it and made it available at the bottom on the screen there. It's one of the yeah. things that's always been there, but they just recently updated it to the bottom. So you're not too late to the party. Well, it's like all the other stuff uh, that you fill me in on. <laughs> I don't know what I need to know until you tell me I need to know it. Um, but now that I do know, I can go through and set that up, and that, that's a great feature to have. And then I'll have to go set up my mom's um, and help her out as well. So good stuff, Joe. All right, what else do we need to know about that? Okay, so so if you want to take things a little further, I have three apps for you. So one of the apps is called Be Safe, the letter B, safe, all one word. Yeah. And the way this does is it will activate an SOS alarm by the press of a button. And you can actually, what you do is you preset it with your contact, your emergency contacts, and your emergency contacts will receive a sound alarm with your location. They'll be able to see and hear everything in real time. Oh, wow. And then they also have a paid pay subscription where everything that's going on will be recorded by audio and video and sent to your contact's phone as well. So if your phone's in your pocket, 
and so you don't need to press the SS button. Simply say a phrase that you've pre-selected to activate the alarm, and your contacts will get the notification. So that's really cool. That so is if you neat. want to just keep it in your pocket, yeah. So you know, with your like your Amazon Echoes and all that, you have those trigger words where you can use your trigger word to activate that and not have to <laughs> put your phone out of the pocket in that same situation. Hold on just a second. Let me activate this. Yeah, yeah. So if you see me wandering around my house saying "Rumple Stillskin, Rumple Stillskin," you'll, yeah. you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> or I love pineapple. <laughs> yeah. So the app like, for both Android and iOS. <laughs> yeah. Why is he talking about pineapple? What's wrong here? <laughs> <laughs> so the next app is called Kite String, and it's a SMS text message based service that will check in on you. For example, Kitestream, you let Kitestream know when you're heading out for a late night walk or you're heading to a meeting. And this is actually works out better for, uh, they say this is for people that use the online dating apps. Yeah. It's a great thing too, because it's one of those you just never know. And also it'd be good for if you do anything online, like a Facebook marketplace or whatever, you're yep. meeting people that you don't know. Meeting with someone, yeah, that you don't know exactly. Yeah, that's a great feature. That's a good call. Yes, what you do is you pre pre-schedule it, and then KiteString wants to send you a text message at the time you indicate beforehand. And if you don't respond, it automatically sends a text message to your emergency contact with a personalized message to let them know, hey, they said they was going here at this time. We've not heard anything. Yeah. Here's where they're supposed to be. You may want to go check on them. Boy, that is so smart. That's a good deal. Hmm. All right. Well, it's great to see that these tech companies are coming up with solutions because our technology is advancing so fast. Our social media is advancing so fast. You know, I remember the days of the ad bulletins and you'd cruise through the ad bulletins and you know, buy something. If you met somebody, you go to their house or whatever. But now it's kind of weird to do that. It seems weird to roll into someone's house. So, you know, you pick a gas station or something to meet at or whatever. Mall parking lot, doesn't matter. Um, but as you get to those situations, that is super handy. So, good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just just little, just little something small like that can uh, help deter or prevent a situation from happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, make you feel better all the way around, knowing that you have a backup plan in place in case it all does go sideways. But, yeah, Joe, right. that's that's wonderful. Doing what you do, helping people out and put it in, putting uh, safety into situations that the everyday consumer needs. So, good stuff. If right. So, I have one more app for you. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's... That's a paid version and an unpaid version on that one. If you don't pay for it, you still get some of the services anyway, right? Right, right, absolutely. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, so the next app. Here we go. Okay, so the last app is called Noon Light. N is in Nancy. O-N is in Nancy Light, all one word. And this is this one's kind of interesting. This is one of those you're in a situation that you feel uncomfortable in, but you don't think you're in a type situation yet that warrants a call to 911. Okay. So, so the way Noonlight works is you open the app and you put your uh, thumb or thing, finger or whatever on your phone screen. There's a big button that shows up, and it says hold until safe. So you keep your hand on that button, and then once you let your finger up off the button, uh, uh, or, uh little screen pops up asking for the four-digit pin. Gotcha. But if you, but if you don't 
put in your PIN number, it will automatically call 911 for you with your location. Oh, wow. So if you're unable, so if you're unable to talk or communicate yep. via text, it will automatically start doing that for you. Yep. Yeah, that's a good feature because you never know. If you're incapacitated yeah. in a car wreck or something like that, then it'll, yeah. Nice. Right. And, and they've actually partnered up with the dating app Tinder. So if ah, people yeah. are using the, the dating Tinder app, that, that, this app integrates with that as well. Nice. Well, that's a great feature. And I would not be, now this is, here we go again, Joe's speculation. I would not be surprised that if we start seeing more apps, and, and not just those, you know, dating apps, even just social media apps like Facebook and yep. any, any of these apps that uh, involve in-person meeting like the Facebook Marketplace and let go and, and play apps like that where you actually are selling stuff online and meeting people in person. Yep. I would not be surprised to start seeing more and more of this to just because it's kind of in the best interest of the company, the app's platform to protect its customers. And if it's something simple like this that uh, can help bring a little more safety protection to the consumer, by, then by all means, I don't see being a bad thing that these companies stepping up and, and doing something similar to this yeah nice well that's good stuff because you, and you're right as situations change and as social media kind of curtails towards people meeting whether it's dating sites or facebook marketplace or whatever the case may be um, that's the platform now to to meet people and to do those things and to sell and buy and so forth there's you need to be secure now I'm, you know we're here in west virginia we're in rural west virginia the odds of something going bad are pretty slim here for us. But, uh, you know, out, out in the world, it's not always as safe. So it's good to have those backup plans. Right. Cool. All right. What else you got? That's pretty much it for this week. Now, all the apps that I mentioned today are available on both Android and iOS. So yeah. be sure to check those out. And, and uh, just a disclaimer, none of these apps, pay for these spots we're not sponsored by any of these apps these are just uh great apps that i found doing a little research last night for this week's tip of the week yeah and so for this week's show you've caught covered zoom and the changes they have there the fubo tv the fandango and now uh your tip of the week involved emergency 911 type information for phones and apps and so forth so man you've covered a broad spectrum there joe if anybody has any questions or needs your help, whether it be in commercial or private um, services for computer technology type work, how they get a hold of you? you give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at amdigitaltech on all that. And be sure to subscribe to podcasts. Help us with Joe and Dave. Leave us a five-star review on all that. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you find your great podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the uh, Patch Turned Up Radio and uh, podcast on all that. You can listen to great music, and it's a, it's a family-oriented, family-friendly, family-safe radio station, so you don't have to worry about any of that uh, uh, bad stuff on some of the yeah. radios that you hear. It's all family-friendly music, and... You can find all that. The app's available on both Android and iOS on that as well. Just look up Patch Turned Up. Nice. All right. Well, Joe, as always, helping out the community, and you do a lot of work regionally, statewide, 
multi-state and then uh, of course commercial work that way and then also local work so helping out the people man that's what it's about and uh, you do good stuff and of course AM digital technology powers all our patch stuff uh so good stuff all the way across the board and and we're talking a little bit about the local high school graduation and live streaming it which you'll be a part of so uh, always helping out the community joe uh that's good stuff and we can't forget to mention cena the lady behind the scenes that does all the heavy lifting and uh, keeps us on yeah, track. Yeah, that's a tough job. Yeah, that's a tough job. There. <laughs> I know. I feel bad for her on some days just because I can see her in my mind saying, "Boys, get back on track. Come on now, <laughs> you know better." <laughs> but we've had a lot of years of shows here, so we we know uh, how that operation works. So, all right, well, good stuff. Well, Joe, I really appreciate another week of shows here. Show twenty-one for Help Desk with Joe, and uh, always helping out our community and helping out folks around the area. So good stuff across the board. If you need any commute, computer or technology help, get a hold of A&M Digital Technologies. Joe and Cena will fix you right up. And, uh, Kel, have you mined any cryptocurrency while you are sitting there? No, I have not. Still not. Okay, all right. Well, staying on task then. I like it. Uh, so we'll turn it over to Kale here, and he can walk us out. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you. This is Kale, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe with Patch Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, news, and updates from our Patch students. Patch, community and children first.